there's drama when you are a newly certified coach and you're trying to make all the decisions and there's people out there telling you it's just your thoughts about things and then it's creating how you feel and then that's why there's issues because you have feelings. Welcome to episode eight of the Model Student Podcast. My name is Taylor. Let's jump right into it. Okay, this is part two of last week's episode where I think I titled it like Business Confessions, Niche Issues, and Thought Work. And the reason why I named it all of that is because I kind of wanted to communicate to you like, y'all, there's drama when you are a newly certified coach and you're trying to make all the decisions and there's people out there telling you it's just your thoughts about things and then it's creating how you feel and then that's why there's issues because you have feelings and then you got to be okay with all the feelings and at the end of the day you just want somebody to level with you like am I about to screw up the rest of my life or not like is this worth my energy is my idea worth the effort or not and here's what I will tell you I would just tell you what they're going to tell you, which is we can't possibly know if it's a good niche or not. You have to go test it. And yeah, I mean, they're not technically lying to you, but here's what they're also not quite telling you is that niche decisions are excellent for people who are looking to establish and scale a business. But as a newly certified coach, you may not have consciously made the decision to create establish and scale your business. Now, you probably think you have, but my guess is if you did not have a, as Dr. Benjamin Hardy would say, a point of no return moment for yourself, then you probably are not ready to decide on a niche. Now, you can have a point of no return moment anytime you get good and ready, particularly if you're aware that you just need to decide. Now, the point of no return is in fact a decision. I am not suggesting that like angels need to appear or there needs to be a parting of the sky. I am saying that there has to be a moment in your process as a newly certified coach where you decide that it is a business and it is not a hobby and it isn't about how good you feel in any one moment and it is all about achieving a bottom line and that bottom line for sure includes money. It may not be the totality of it being money, but it has, like, if you are not dead set on it, including money, then you are not dead set on it being a business, in which case, one way to deal with your indecision about it being a business is to indulge in niche drama. Please don't ask me how I know because I'm about to tell you. I know because I thought that I was in a business for literal months. Like I'm coming up on a year of being in a business, but I've been treating it like a hobby. And it was really because I had never really consciously made a decision that this was going to be my business. It wasn't going to be a pleasure trip. It wasn't going to be a way that I feel fulfilled. It wasn't going to be... Um, the way that I ensure I have a legacy. It isn't a way that I'm going to um, show people that I care about them. No, 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 no. It's a straight up business. Why do I go to work every day? Because it's a business and businesses are designed to make money. Now, why am I making money? 
Like, why am I after a certain revenue goal? Well, maybe I have plans for that. But the plan for me showing up in working hours is to make money. And I think it's so easy for us to gloss over that because yes, likely money is not enough of a motivator for us to continue to endure discomfort indefinitely. Some might argue that. But my point to you is if we make the picture so zoomed out that you're connecting like your the fulfillment and the passion that you feel when you think about your kids with showing up to work every day, that will have you taking massive action at work, but it likely won't have you taking massive effective action at work because you will be caught up in just the fact that you're doing it, which often fulfills your ability to show up for your kids in the way that you want to. So My point being, you will make some money just because you tell some people sometimes that you're a life coach, you will likely make something doing that. But in terms of changing the course of your family's finances and leading a legacy and inspiring your daughter to step into different levels of leadership and that she can create momentum and impact in her community, um, in terms of inspiring your husband or your sons into what it can look like to be in relationship with a strong woman or a strong man and someone who can both feel all of the emotions and yet still show up and change lives and and create transformation. Like all of that happens because you keep investing time. And one of the byproducts of investing your time and your energy and showing up fully is that change happens. And so you can create some of those, uh, take some of those aha moments that your free clients will have and say, man, this is my life's work until we call it a business. And then when it's a business, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I got bills because businesses have bills and that subtle transition is so critical when you're newly certified so much so that I think a lot of times we just gloss over it because it's not required to be certified. But when you have showed up as a student enough to graduate with a certification, we kind of place the responsibility on our instructor to teach us everything we know to certify. But when you get back into entrepreneur entrepreneurship mode, that same kind of dependency, while it was appropriate as a student, is not necessarily appropriate as an entrepreneur. Expecting everyone else to offer you the information that you need so that you can make sure your bills get paid is a little bit odd because nobody knows what bills you have and nobody cares about your bills. So here's what I wanted to back up and say as just a continuation of the business confessions, niche issues, and thought work. It's not that you're not doing thought work. It's not that you're not examining your thinking and coming up with deeper a deeper understanding of how you can create transformation in your clients. That's all well and good. But if you have not had that point of no return moment where you are for sure going to be in business and you are 100% going to make money doing it, doing this thing called coaching or using this tool called coaching, then I would offer to you that you really do not have niche drama. You have commitment issues, meaning you haven't committed. And so niches, we might call them kind of like babies, are great inside of committed relationships. They are can be a challenge inside of a lack of commitment or outside of commitment because 
they tend to be like babies, like very dependent on one person or a person to sustain their life. And niches are kind of like that. Meaning uh, for those who are a little unfamiliar, a niche is just choosing a specific person or a specific group of people who you perceive have a need that you can, or a problem that you can solve. And you have a, an, uh, approach to solving that, right? So it, it often sounds uh, like for some people, I help overweight women um, stop overeating without um, diet culture and shame. So what's your niche? Overweight women and kind of how do you do that would be kind of your, um, with thought work and with belief work or values-based approaches, whatever, you can have your own model or approach to, to dealing with it. But the, the target audience that you're serving or offering your solution to has a real problem called obesity or being overweight or overeating or whatever. So in our case, as newly certified coaches, we're often encouraged to select a niche, but niches are for businesses. And let's back this train up. If you haven't decided that you're having a business, then you really have no business deciding on a niche. In old school terms, if y'all ain't married, y'all ain't got no business having a baby. That's old school. Now, I know it's new school now, and so we just have different ways of looking at that. I ain't mad at you if you got a, a more advanced thinking. But when it comes to a niche, please don't take on the responsibility of only speaking to one audience, of only addressing one problem, of only of narrowing your focus to only one issue if you are not 100% certain that no matter what happens, you are going to monetize serving that population that you are going you are committed to that population or to that target audience and you're willing to ride out the iterations of business that happen as a result of being committed to that specific problem for that group of people who are willing to pay to help uh, pay you to solve it if you don't have that level of commitment to a business first then you are not set up to handle the responsibility of a niche so A baby is one way to look at that, right? Maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Here's another way to look at it. A lot of times when we talk about niches, we talk about them in the context of like euphoria and passion and pleasure. And we're all like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to know my people. But here's the thing. If you are still learning yourself, it's really hard to know your people. And so if you can relate to that kind of like, oh my goodness, this just feels like I was made to do this. That's how I felt when I was um, learning to coach and getting certified. I was just like, I was made for this. And when it came time to choose a niche, because I equated niching with the feeling of creating transformation, each time I would select a niche audience um, or a niche what would typically happen out of that is it would feel really good to have language for it until it didn't feel good. And that's because like a baby, it does not feel good at 2 a.m. to be without sleep. Trying to guess what they want next. That just, it doesn't feel so great. It's not even made to feel great to be sleep deprived. And the same thing is true for a niche. So like I said, if the if the baby thing doesn't work for you, try this on for size. Think of a niche like a uniform. And in the beginning, this is your first job. You are probably not headed to corporate America with the corner office. You're probably headed to some fast food joint who has some hideous uniform. So think of all the possible places that you're going to work in your 15-year-old or 16-year-old self with your first job 
all your options, consider all of them and think about all the uniforms that are available to you and then pick one. That's your niche. You're going to wear that sucker to work every day and you're going to work long hours and you're going to feel underpaid, but you know what you're going to feel proud of? I got my first job, y'all. I get a paycheck. It's like $22 and two cents, but you got one. And you're proud of yourself. And what are you proud of? You are not proud of that hideous uniform. You are not even proud that you have to wear it every day. You are not proud of the population of people that you get to work with. What you are most proud of is that you figured out a way to apply yourself to the situation in such a way that someone is offering you value back. And so when we think of a niche in that context, two things happen. Number one, you lower your expectations of fulfillment. Meaning if you just chose a niche yesterday, you do not expect for your ideal customer customer avatar to walk up off the street, or excuse me, let's make it more digital because you know, COVID, you don't expect an email in your inbox saying, oh my gosh, there's a hundred of us who want to pay you. You don't expect that day one because you just decided yesterday. And we would get that if we explained a niche in the form of like a new baby or in the form of like a uniform, when we frame it in such a way that we lower our expectations. Now, I am not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to level with you. Do the thought work around reality. Don't do the thought work around a fantasy. It is a fantasy to think that somebody who just found out about coaching and then just certified in new skills and then is in a flood of information and has just committed to the fact that they're not just going to be a coach, but they're going to use coaching as a tool to create money in an actual business. It is not fantasy to say um, it is, excuse me, it is fantasy to be like, and you're going to know your niche tomorrow and you're going to just love every last minute of trying to find those people and reach them and offer them value. That is a fantasy because if you had all of that emotional fortitude available to you today, then you would have already had different decisions and results a while ago. And there's no judgment. You don't have to have it together yet, but it would do you and everyone trying to help you a solid for you to tell yourself the whole story. And the whole story is I'm new to this thing and I just committed and we're going all in on the business, not going all in on the fact that coaching can be paid, but that you have a business called whatever you called it. And the main tool is coaching. You got to go all in on that idea. Not that there's coaching businesses out there over there in the Facebook lands, but that the one you do every day is a business. It is not a hobby and you can have a lot of fun at work, but let's not be confused. It's work. You can love your coworkers and, and want to bless them and help them and love on them. And it is still not the same thing as not being at work. Why? Because you're at work. That kind of mental shift comes from a very clear decision. So my hope for you today is that you will leave um, having listened to this episode and be really aware of just how much drama is being created, not from niching, but because 
Two things. One, you have not fully committed to having a business, but you are taking on responsibilities that only fit inside of business. If this is just your sense of fun, like you just like learning, you just like talking to people about their life, you don't need a niche. Don't don't constrain yourself to a certain group of people. Go talk to the people. Have a great time. Use the coaching tools. Ask for permission first, but I mean, use all the tools you have because it's what you enjoy. But the moment we put the parameters of business on it, it be, the term business or the label business is intended to filter through some of your decisions. It filters out some of your options. Because I desire to monetize this, it severely limits how much how much I can offer for free or how I offer free material. So I got called out this past week. So if you listened to last week's episode, then you knew that the week prior. So by the time you listen to this episode, episode eight, it would have been the week of episode six that I took an integration week. And all during that week, my family has been like, okay, listen, no more free clients, Taylor. Like you're making yourself busy, giving away the, all the free time. And I realized I had to really check myself because my mentality uh, prior to that was, listen, I just need all the skills. I just need all the practice. And that makes sense in certification. It makes sense even to have a certain uh, portion of my time that I give to just skill development that isn't about charging. It's just about becoming better. But here's the thing. If all of my, if the majority of my time is being given to skill development and not to monetizing the skills that I have acquired and developed, then I am not creating a business. What I'm creating is a pleasure trip that I go on every day for several hours. I decided not to be a flight attendant a few years ago because I did not want to travel so much. I wanted to be a present for my kids. Some of us, and I'm raising my hand, are on a pleasure trip in our coaching practice. We are not in a business. And so you do not have niche issues. You have decision opportunities. You need to make some decisions. Are you going to have a business or not? Is this that business? Notice those are two separate questions. The first one is, are you going to be an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Second question, are you planning to use your tool of coaching as the primary tool by which you create money in the business you just decided you want to have? It may not be. Do yourself a solid and tell yourself the truth. Maybe your primary source of revenue is something else. Maybe it's writing blogs. And so you want to be a great blog writer. Maybe it's posting to social media, in which case, tell yourself the truth. You want to run a social media management company. Because some of us, if we were to look back at our hours, are really confused about what the point is. We're posting like, I mean, people change their underwear. But we're not making sure that those things result in the bottom line of revenue. In my case, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I was not running a coaching business. What could you call what I was doing? I was running like freecoaching.com. <laughs> you could just reach out to me and get free coaching. I mean, I it wasn't even conscious. Y'all, I had ads for like, hey, if you want three free sessions, y'all, that's almost a month of free coaching. Hello. Ask me how much tuition is for age four, age two, age one babies. It's not free. Not the people I want to look at my kids. It's not free, y'all. 
So if you're frustrated or you're finding a sense of overwhelm and time limitations, here's what I would say to you. It's probably because you have not decided for sure that you are going to be an entrepreneur, not just a coach that makes money, but you're going to be an entrepreneur, number one. And so when you decide to actually be an entrepreneur, what will happen is you will stop showing up as a student for the money-making piece of it, you will start showing up as an entrepreneur. And then when you're skill developing, that's when you position yourself as a student. So you put yourself in situations where you get to learn. That might be um, getting certifications. That might be joining a group of other coaches that you guys commit to a certain amount of time each week or each month to develop each other's skills and and just hold each other accountable. That's beautiful. I am not suggesting, y'all, the place is called, the podcast is called The Model Student Podcast. Like, I'm all for the learning, y'all. Can y'all tell? But that is not the same thing as choosing to be an entrepreneur. And if you can't understand when you're in which mode, or if you're unwilling to identify when you're in in which mode, you will likely choose student to show up as a student at times where you're called to lead. And you'll be trying to lead at times where it's a perfect opportunity for you to learn. So it's so important to understand where you're at, what you're, what's going on for you. Um, make a decision. Are you an entrepreneur? Meaning you have a business. And if so, if you are, is your business going to primarily use the tool of coaching? And if so, what is your plan for making sure that you're creating the results using that tool? That's all I got for you guys today. So Um, If you haven't heard already from one of the other episodes, I have a weekly email meetup is what I call it called the practices. Yes, I named my email list because I did not want to send out newsletters. I wanted to send out opportunities to practice the concepts. So in keeping with that, I'm going to send you these questions and I legit want you to answer them. I want you to look at them. I want you to not just check yes or no, like a love letter from fourth grade. I want you to actually think about it. Am I an entrepreneur? Is this what, do I really want to run a business? And if so, do I really want coaching to be the primary tool that I use in that business? Because maybe, just maybe you rather be an artist or a consultant who has the ability to coach, but that's not the primary way that you grow your business. Maybe you want to be an author. Maybe you want to be a speaker and you just want the tool of coaching. Like all of that is worthy. All of those are worthy endeavors, but they are not the same thing as saying my primary tool is coaching. I am an entrepreneur who happens to be newly certified in the use of the model from the life coach school. And I'm going to make money doing this work. If that's you, sign up at themodelstudentpodcast.com right after you rate and review this episode. Have a great week, guys. Talk soon.